Yo, Friday coming in super duper 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 hot. Got Oof. union stuff to talk about. Next day delivery from Carvana. Same day delivery from Carvana. And let's get to hacking some Teslas. Yes. I love how you said that. Let's get to it. Like, let's do it. Here we go. <laughs> I can't believe it's Friday. This week is like... Man, I was telling I Nathan, our producer, he sits in the wings. I was telling him yesterday, I was like, I don't know how these people travel every single week of the year. Like what they do <laughs> with their lives to keep them in order. Because I'm like, I travel one day in a week You're and all, all up. other days feel like just sideways. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I know. Well, especially, yeah. I mean, it's funny though. Like our Wednesday travel schedule, it's like we were home for dinner. I know. I, I mean, it's like we we do travel a lot from time to time, but we're like, oh, we travel and mess this up. It's like, well, I woke up just pretty close to normal time, about, and about same, yeah. I was actually home about ten minutes earlier than I usually am. Same. If, if I'm in I my my wife was like, "What is this life? What like, are you, you doing home? Two years ago, you like just drive home and back to back and forth to work. Never travel to like, uh you know, my son was just like, yeah, that's just in Baltimore. They were hanging out with friends. Dad's in Baltimore. And they were like, skirt, what? Yeah. <laughs> my kids' friends follow my Instagram and they, they still don't really know what I do, but right. they're always like, kind of like, oh, you were just like, oh yeah, I didn't really see anything. I was kind of just in a hotel the whole time, but you know, we make it look a lot more fun on the internet. Hey, this is, this is random. I was at, I was at some friends' houses last night, new friends. And I just want to like to the industry, to people that are in the industry, expand our thinking because I'm there and these the two of the guys I hadn't met before, they're like, yeah, we're in the auto industry. I was like, oh, cool. What do you do? One is in uh, parts manufacturing, supplying tier one and OEM parts <laughs> like, like for chassis, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, this cat's in it. Like I'm telling him about more than cars. He's like, yeah, that's amazing because like, if people don't sell cars, I don't have a job, right? So you're saying the circle's bigger than we thought. It's way bigger. And then and then the, the next guy goes, yeah, I'm in the auto industry. What do you do? Oh, I, I work for Geico. I'm in auto insurance. Shoot. And I'm like, I didn't even Whoa. think of that. They like my brain doesn't even go the there. But like industry. if we don't sell service and, and body shop cars, like my man doesn't have a job, right? And, and so parts to put in. Oh, I love that bigger, thinking. Wow. You know? We'll bring some of that. We'll bring some of that to a SodaCon. Actually, um, we were going to talk about this a lot. So if you're not at a SodaCon, we truly believe this is the best place you can be for two days in September, 26th and Absolutely. 27th, with a reception on the 25th. Uh, at asodocon.com, you can see the speakers we've released. We just had some other speakers confirm yesterday, which are other amazing speakers. But to, to your point of broadening our, broadening our horizons, we're going to have a very special guest there. His name is John Sacco, and he is in the metals recycling business. So they supply equipment to uh, metal recycling plants, scrap yards, and they've made an insane documentary called Repurpose. It's like a docu-series. Our boy Darren Doan is producing it. It's actually on Amazon Prime, Repurposed. And he's flying out to a SodaCon to talk about how important the recycling business is to automotive and keeping America up. It's he's an amazing guy. Darren's amazing. He's just one yep. of the one of the threads of texture we're gonna have at a SodaCon. We're calling it the South by Southwest of the auto industry. So if you if you haven't looked at it, check it out at SodaCon.com. Um, we promise you will go home changed for the better and inspired and energized. And we'll try to give you a little taste of that on the podcast this morning. Talk about some news. Huh? Let's do it. Huh? Okay. Oh, okay. probably worth give mentioning. It to him. Probably worth give mentioning to him. right after this show is over. 
We're heading right over to Clubhouse to David Long's All Things Used Cars Room. Very controversial topic today. The topic is fire your vendors. I don't know what it means. He made the topic up. We're going to go. <laughs> yeah, we're going to. We'll, we'll certainly have a spirited conversation over there. Okay. Speaking of spirited conversations. Oh, see you. I didn't do it on purpose. Just hit me. Citing the 40% rise of CEO salaries of the big three automakers, Sean Fain, the president of the UAW, oh yeah, must be the money. Sean Fain, president of United Auto Workers Union, announced the union would be seeking wage increases of 20% upon the ratification, plus an additional 5% over the next four years, totaling a 40% wage increase. So he said, quote, the CEOs of the big three over the last four-year agreement have enjoyed a 40% increase on pay on average. So I don't think our workers asking for their equitable share when inflation's gone up over 20%. I don't think it's a lot for our members to get, a lot to ask for our members to get their fair share. Also included in the proposal is a 32-hour work week with a full 40 hours of pay uh, he said, I think it will create more jobs and more opportunities for people to get their share in the economy. I'm not sure I'm following his logic, but I grew up in a union household. My dad was a union uh, phone installer. Uh-huh. And and like we used to joke like the, the union chant is more money, less work, more money. <laughs> right. And and so this this couldn't fit that any closely. GM released a statement pushing back on that initial uh, kind of I don't know if we'll call them demands yet, but um it pushed back against the broad demand saying that that they would threaten our ability to do what's right for the long-term benefit of the team and also alluded to the fact that there are other entrants coming in that are non-union labor and they said we think it's important to protect US manufacturing and jobs in an industry that is dominated by non-unionized competition. That's the trigger statement for me. For all of like the negotiation tactics of start high, you know, meet in the middle type things, I get what the what they're doing, just pointing to profitability and coming back over here to, you know, what the workers are getting. And I think there's going to be, you know, there's always like some meet in the middle whenever you come to a negotiation. But for the OEMs this early in the game, just to kind of poke the fire with like, hey, guys, it's it's actually important that we kind of keep expenses light so that everybody keeps their job in this looming like non-unionized workforce uh scenario with all of these new entrants that's a that's like really really poking the fire early on in these negotiations because that's that's kind of shots fired on hey we it's it's not just do we want to give you raises but like is there a future for unionized work in manufacturing four or five, six years from now. So yeah, we've seen a number of comments on LinkedIn and conversations going on talking about how this is kind of the most aggressive stance uh, a union leader has ever taken and how it's, it's pretty dangerous for both sides of the fence. It absolutely Um, is. You know, and so um, we're, we're hoping that, you know, cool heads prevail, that the, the industry kind of on both sides kind of bands together and makes right. But from a dealer, if you're a dealer, guess what? Kind of along David Long, kind of along the lines of what David Long says about, is there a recession? I don't know. I don't care. In our stores, we're going to create our own economy. I think yep. dealers have an opportunity to create their own scenario with the things they can control. As well, we watch and just watch out, for, watch out for used vehicles, right? In this oh, Q3, gosh, Q4 yeah. environment, it's like, hey, used is the way to go. If you're not a great used car operation, one, getting Get all things better. used cars, watching what your used car operation looks like, you know, be especially for the big three, like the new car operations may not look the same in Q4 as they have. Um, so 
you got to get down with used car operations. Speaking of used car operations. Segway. Perfect. Perfect. Carvana has begun offering same-day vehicle delivery to customers in specific areas, Arizona, Indiana, and North Carolina, after initially launching and testing the program in the greater Phoenix area where their headquarters is. Uh, Same-day delivery eligibility depends on the proximity of the customer to the selected vehicle. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Amidst some other... uh, other order sentiments and order logistics. Carvana plans to further roll out the offering across its nationwide footprint in upcoming months. Um, and they are saying their expanded infrastructure, specifically when they acquired Odessa and have all the auctions and reconditioning facilities, plus all the paperwork processing uh, capacity that they have, they said makes this same-day delivery service possible. Man, same-day delivery sounds familiar, doesn't it? It sounds familiar. It's like, <laughs> go to the dealership. <laughs> Pick up a car. Sit in the car. Also, yeah, drive it away. <laughs> sit in car, drive car away. Yeah. Uh, you know, the 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 difference here is like they're definitely pulling from a wider radius. Like they're making that making the ability to move a car across a couple few hundred miles a, a little bit quicker because they have this delivery network, mm-hmm. this storage network. And uh, this is this was the play that I thought was going to be a lot quicker when they acquired Odessa just a, just under a year and a half ago, because just like driveway is doing and attempting to do and the way that Lithia is coming out is the delivery center network is absolutely the fastest way to get into more places in the U.S. Um, so I'm not surprised by this. And I think I ca- like you just have to watch out because if people can get cars quicker that aren't as close to them without having to drive to them, they're going to be looking for that same convenience from dealerships as well. And so how do you leverage your networks? How do you leverage your medium to large size regional group to to make sure that that happens? You know, we are just at West Her and they have like a whole delivery network within their two and a half mile, mile two and a half hour radius mm-hmm. that just moves vehicles back and forth utilizing technology and people resources to make sure that they can seamlessly move cars between their dealerships and if you're not doing that and you are a mid to large size group regionally located i would highly look at that just because carvana is going to set the expectation like table stakes oh, are now are. higher absolutely especially with same day and you think yep. one thing that they carvana has done super well is the front door being their homepage yep. and their website, right? And that convenience, pair that with logistics, right? And dealers can do the same thing. Absolutely. They can ha- Absolutely. they can do it better because you have actually humans. They can do it better. <laughs> yeah, way more humans that care. So. But will they? Will they? Ah, Speaking will. of things you can or can't do. Stop. Segway. Time. Apparently you can. Apparently you can. So there's three students uh, from, and I'm going to butcher this, uh, Technische Universität Berlin. Whoa. And it, Way yeah, better than I, I would have done took, it. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll get, look, I had a little, I had a little German in college because I was a music major. Give it to me. An independent researcher uh, have cracked and an independent researcher have cracked Tesla's infotainment system, scoring free upgrades like those infamous heated <laughs> rear seats. Basically what they've said is, hey, look, we've jailbroken a car uh, and it they can unlock things like self-driving, navigation features, where normally they were off limits. Uh, the researchers were also able to extract personal information from the car, Whoa. such as contacts, calendar appointments, call logs, visit locations, Wi-Fi passwords, and session tokens from email accounts. Whoa, um, that's yeah, a big one. Like whole bunches of stuff. <laughs> I, I was following this yesterday. It was all over the internet. Uh, we actually, it was in our daily email. We thought we'd have to put it here. Uh, the, the, the technique requires them to have access physically to the car, but they, uh, 
what they've done is done something called voltage glitching, mm. which involves manipulating the supply voltage. So how much voltage is going into the processor um, and, and overloading it uh, so that then it glitches and then they just basically slide right in and then they get right to the processor and they can access everything that that car has to offer. Um, and this is the, this is the scary part, right? Up until now, Tesla and all these manufacturers are like, oh, someone figured that out. Beep, boop, beep, boop, software upgrade, right? This one, they're starting to say, hey, look, this actually may require a hardware update, Ooh. upgrade to, to work around. So watch some jailbreak. I don't know. I mean, up. like I'm thinking of a very Elon Musk play would be to make something so that once the voltage gets messed with, the whole car delivers like a taser-like electric shock <laughs> to whoever is doing it, right? He's like, oh, yeah, watch this. <laughs> I don't know. I think it happened, but bound to happen, right? Like what's yeah. going to spring up from this? Like if it's electronic, if it's got valuable data, um, if it's got features man, you know what it's like, it's the, uh, end, it's the never, ending it's race. never ending. <laughs> Technology is always going to be something to crack for people, but I, this is just fun. It's just, I, I, if, if I'm in a dealership, my guess is people are watching this on the TikTok and the Instagram and the Twitter and, or the X or whatever. And they're just talking about it. So it's just something that, being aware that people are thinking about how their software in their car is a lot more related to their software in their phone than they ever thought it was. Uh, and them approaching vehicle purchasing with that mindset, just something to be aware of on that showroom. No doubt. Well, look, we're heading over to the clubhouse. Just search clubhouse in the app store, go to it, search all things used cars. We're going to be there. Probably a couple hundred of our friends are going to be there. And we're going to talk about the industry. Head to a visit us in September. 